0: Welcome to What's That About? This week, part two of the Christmas special. When too much What's That About is barely enough. It's a Christmas bonanza, and your stocking is overflowing with What's That About? Santa's sleigh is full of episodes of What's That About? And it's overflowing, and he's saying, I've only got one sleigh, and we're like, but you've got a lot of episodes of What's That About to shift. And he has got a second sleigh to bring this episode to you. If Rudolph had a red note ah, I got nothing (laughs) (laughs) Topic three What's your topic three for tonight?
1: Okay The third topic I've got is 10,000 steps Where did that figure come from? We've all the, The Fitbit craze has hit us a couple of years ago, everyone's obsessed with
0: getting at least ten thousand steps. Yeah, is that a thing? So, is ten thousand a scientifically precise number? Yeah, where's the evidence? Where's the for evidence? That? For where the did 10, it come 000? from? How do they arrive at ten thousand steps? That's a very good question. Yeah. This this would almost
1: warrant a full episode. Okay, so the history of this dates back to the sixties, where a Japanese company called Yamasa, which looks very similar to Yamaha. It's just S instead of a H. Yeah. Which reminds me of those companies like Uh, Palsonic or Somi. Yeah. Somi is one of my favorites. Love it. The Rolex. Was that Rolex? I love a Rolex. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Basically, they had around the time of the Tokyo Olympics, which I think was 1964. Tokyo? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I
0: know it was because I'm looking at the the date right now. As a little side party quiz. Yeah. Hit me with a Summer Olympics, and I'll tell you the year. Really? Yeah. Seoul. Seoul. Yep. 1988. Moscow. Moscow. 1968. Really? Yeah. Dostoevsky never never held it, and he was an author, not <laughs> <laughs> He was an author. <laughs> I tried
1: to trick you there. Okay. He's one of those names. I'm never really quite sure if I'm saying it correctly. Yeah, I didn't even try. Dostoevsky. I don't know. <laughs> Dostoevsky? Yeah. <I> don't know. <laughs> the 1926 Dostoevsky <laughs> Olympics. <laughs> that was the Winter Olympics. I think you're fine. Yeah, okay. I think you're right. Okay. Um, yeah. So 1964 Tokyo Olympics, the company Yamasa designed the world's first wearable step counter, which was called the Manpo K which translates to the 10,000 step meter. So basically they randomly assigned a step number, 10,000.
0: I think so at They the had t- like a pedometer as a product they released. Yes. And they put 10,000 steps as a milestone mark on that po- yeah. pedometer. So right. I think
1: at that time um, in Japan, I think people were getting around like four to 5,000 steps. Not enough. Yeah. Well, it's, it's 5,000 to less. Yeah. Um, and so they sort of said, right, double. I it. think the <laughs> fact there's more, and the fact that it's a nice even number, yeah, that's how they arrived at that. It's a very marketable kind of right, amount, yeah. and so they just kind of made it up. There's no evidence for it. There's obviously many, many factors that come into step counting and and what's beneficial for certain people, yep, depending on their their weight, their health, certain comorbidities, and things yep. like that.
0: So, um, they made it up basically. So they've perfectly gone. Most people are doing four to 5,000. Most people aren't doing enough. Yeah. Let's get them to reach for 10,000 as the next logical increment of a successful day's activity.
1: That's right. And so <laughs> since then, once again, that kind of went 1960s viral. So Yvonne from uh, Winnipeg got onto that. <laughs> what a link back. Yeah. And she <laughs> she went nuts with it with her mother's group. And that's viral back then. But basically, and so even since then, all the sort of research that's gone into it, they've been comparing 10,000 steps to like 5,000. They haven't been comparing to 8,000. They haven't been comparing to 12,000. Yep, It's all focused on 10,000 for some reason. So, yes, Mm. 10,000 steps is better. Basically, more is better is what the current evidence suggests. So... Let's have a look here. We've got, um, there's a study, an Australian study, thank you very much, uh, from 2017 showed people with increasingly high step counts spent less time in hospital. We've got another study that found that women who did 5,000 steps a day had significantly lower risk of being overweight or having high blood pressure than those who did less than that. Mm -hmm. Exercise scientists are currently trying to conduct studies to see whether 15,000 or 18,000 step marks have long-term health benefits over 10,000 steps. Yeah. So basically essentially I think what we know is so
0: far, the more steps the better. Keep it going. Yeah. Now so, have you had a Fitbit in your time? I have in my in my day. Yeah. Um so just to clarify my understanding of this. So there's no magic number. So ten thousand isn't a magic number. Ten thousand is almost an a symbolic number of you need to do a lot of steps. Yeah. And more is better than less. And more let's arbitrarily say ten thousand is in the ballpark of more. Yeah, so basically, like they've arrived at like thirty minutes of exercise
1: most days is an ideal amount. That's yeah. I think there's evidence for that. It's like about thirty minutes a day, hundred and fifty minutes a week is what they do. You do thirty minutes a day. Me? Yeah.
0: No. That's a that's a real commitment. Thirty it's minutes a, a day. It's a lot.
1: Yeah, I probably do. You know, if I'm you know maybe seventy to eighty minutes a week. <laughs> we can say day. <laughs> no. Yeah. No next question yeah <laughs> you well like you look like you do is, is negative possible <laughs> that's
0: harsh that's so not even true i'm just trying to just trying to be mean to my brother i but go through phases where some phases on like three or four exercise sessions a week yeah and then i'll go like six months doing literally zero yeah, sessions think, a week i think you're the same i'm the same
1: everyone's the same we go through our phases but generally, you know, they yeah they say 150 minutes. No one, I think, unless you're really into it, not many people achieve that. Yeah. But I think about a half an hour a day, which is what it equates to most days, is about three to 4,000 extra steps. Yeah. If you're accounting for the fact that most people do about or most office workers, five or 6,000 steps, mm. you arrive at around about a 10,000 step mark. Right.
0: Okay. But if you yep.
1: do more than that, I think the evidence is suggesting that that's better. Mm-hmm. 10,000. You know, it's better than the average of like five or 6,000.
0: Yeah.
1: It's not as good as 15,000. So, basically, more is better. 10,000 is not really a magic number. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's that's a good little what's that about. Yeah. So, what's your average step count per day? I think... Because you're an office worker. I'm yeah. not an
0: office worker. You are. I'm an office worker. You look like an office worker. <laughs> <laughs> left, left to my own devices, I reckon I would probably do 5,000 steps a day.
1: Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So I reckon in my, I'm in the health industry, and I don't know why I'm being secretive, but I will. (laughs) Um, Basically, yeah, I'll do anywhere from nine to twelve, thirteen thousand. Wow. Yeah. On your feet. On a standard day, yeah.
0: Okay. Last topic for the night. Now, Merry Christmas, everybody. (laughs) If you're still listening And this is a fair slog So well well done you Now this is A classic Martin
1: Brothers Situation is to get A big pimple on your nose Right before Christmas Yeah Luke have you got a
0: pimple On your nose None No pimple on my nose I'm lucky to get away Always (laughs) one of us gets it Yeah It's almost like there's One pimple being handed around Like a baton Yeah And one of us will get it And the other three Will be spared Yeah it's usually Our brother Nick Yeah He cops it Yeah He He hogs the baton If I had a sleigh He'd be guiding it (laughs) He. (laughs) Tonight (laughs) Okay, my last topic. And I'm going to be frank with you here. Mm-hmm. When I first proposed this topic a long time ago, mm. and you knocked it on the head. Yeah. But I did the research anyway. <laughs> yeah, good. And I didn't understand it. I didn't, I didn't understand the findings I was being presented with. Yeah. So, this answer may be a little sketchy. All right. So, the topic is déjà vu. Yeah. I do remember this, yeah. So, déjà vu comes from the French meaning already seen so it's that that phenomenon we've all had of that strong sensation that an event or an experience that we're currently having has already been experienced yeah and it's fleeting and they occur at random and they're quite brief and so you might be in a conversation with a bunch of people who you've never gathered together before and in the middle of that conversation you might feel I've had this conversation before with these people yeah or maybe you travel to a new country for the first time And you're walking down the street And you see something and you're like I've walked down the street before and seen this And it's not possible that that is true Deja vu <laughs> That was a uh, Yes Deja vu I have experienced the, deja vu You that, have as well? Can I just say That little intro spiel hmm. Not bad Not great no. it's, <laughs> it's okay It's okay <laughs> No it's, it's good It's fine, it's fine To me, I'm like, that's a pretty good explanation of deja vu Yeah,
1: it is I think we've all experienced that There's this weird sensation you get Like,
0: this seems really familiar Yeah Yeah It feels familiar And so, some quick stats and facts Mm -hmm. So apparently, 60 to 80% of people say I've experienced deja vu Yeah, right Most likely, people that experience deja vu are between 15 and 25 years Really? So it's a young person's phenomenon That's weird because you think it would happen more to older people who have had more experiences in life. Yes, not the case. Apparently, after 25, reports of deja vu decrease rapidly. Is that because your memory decreases rapidly? Possibly. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. I was a big deja vu person when I was younger. Really? Big time. You know when you're researching a topic and you're like, deja vu, and I'm like, I get a lot of deja vu. I used to get a lot of deja vu. Yeah. And you're hoping when you Google search deja vu, the result is... You know, very intelligent and attractive people get a lot of deja vu. Yeah. Like, well... That's not the way this podcast <laughs> works. Usually, as
1: I've said previously, a lot of the subjects that have somehow related to me indicate that I'm aging and overweight. <laughs> That's, and hairy. Usually hairy, hairy fat, overweight. That's <laughs> fat and overweight, both. Right. <laughs> Different
0: aspects. <laughs> so, i used to, I used to get a lot of deja vu. Back when I was, I reckon, honestly, between 15 and 25 years of age, all the time using a deja vu. These days, not so often, and first reports of deja vu have been seen from the age of about six. Mostly, it's kind of a young person's experience. Now, I have a six-year-old. Yeah. And you have a five-year-old.
1: And a seven-year-old. And a seven-year-old. Yeah. And a three-year-old. I'm not going to trust a word they say. Are you? Are you, you going to take a study and go, hmm, deja vu? I'm like, they're a completely they're unreliable witness. They are complete idiots. <laughs> I'm not trusting them as far as I can throw them, which is
0: pretty damn far <laughs>
1: because these. my son is pretty
0: light. <laughs> um, and by the by... I saw your son today wearing a Karate Kid t-shirt Yes And I could not have been more jealous Yeah I, uh, oh, It's
1: one of my proudest moments So good He actually so knows good. the crane as well I told him oh, that Because he yeah. hasn't seen the movie It's a, probably a little bit older than he is for But I've yeah. showed him the YouTube
0: clip of the crane Yeah And he loves it Yeah Yeah So good We have a tradition in our house When you've finished an accomplishment So yeah. you finished kindergarten or grade one Or whatever the, the thing is at the moment On the drive home I put on Joe Esposito's You're the Best Oh, That's one of the great tunes Jeez, it fires me up Interesting Not relevant to this
1: topic at all But apparently that was written for Rocky 3 Really? And it was turned down for Rocky 3 And they went with um, Eye the Tiger instead By Who's that by? Uh, Eye the Tiger Tiger. Um, It's one of the great reality TV shows that you really enjoyed the first season
0: of. Survivor. Yes. <laughs> yes. Good. Good. And so to get to the crux of it, mm. Deja Vu, what's that about? Short answer, as always, is we're not sure because it's such a fleeting, subjective experience. Yeah. It lasts for seconds. Seconds. From,
1: from my memory. And yeah. to be honest, I haven't experienced it lately either. It's really... It it's was... Since twenty five. No, I, don't, I think I've experienced it since then, but it has tailed off. Yeah. Now that I'm turning 40, 40. and I'm, I'm a
0: mature man, <laughs> I think it is certainly <laughs> tapering off. Yeah. yeah. And so, this, how it works is a little complicated to understand. So, bear with me for a moment. All right. I'm going to try and give this as simply as I can. This is always a concerning time. You have a history of going deep into things, and I have a
1: history of. Getting more shallow During that time <laughs> Basically <laughs> My phone becomes More interesting And The wall and ceiling Become more interesting And I just thought
0: oh, The cornice is looking it's... A bit uh, uneven <laughs> So deja vu In terms of what Causes it Yeah Is a little bit tricky To explain Without As we've said Kind of Boring you to teeth But effectively It's kind of a glitch In the memory system So um, There are kind of like Three types of memory systems There's our sensory memory which is like nanosecond what is the stimulus as entering our five senses mm. and that happens kind of under conscious awareness there's the short-term memory which can last up to 30 seconds and that's a little bit more how we manipulating new data that's coming into the brain yeah and there's a the long-term memory obviously which hangs around for a while and so effectively what deja vu is is when our sensory memory is talking it bypasses the short term memory mm. and talks directly to our long term memory but it only talks to a small part of our long term memory so our long term memory is obviously stored in different parts of our brain mm. one of those parts is isn't, that obvious? obviously <laughs> please <laughs> I thought it would be the one in the long term memory It's not, there's section. a long term memory bucket I thought it would be like a club this is but a club. Okay, yeah. Stored in different parts of our brain. Yeah. And the sensory memory talks to the bit of long-term memory, which is more about the vibe of an event, mm. not the details of an event. So when your sensory memory connects with the vibe of an event, that bit of the brain, it says, hey, this feels familiar. Mm. And it bypasses both short-term memory And the bit of long-term memory that stores accurate detail. And so, when those two things connect, our brain goes, hey, I've lived this before. Right. And that's false. But it's how our brain's having like a little glitch.
1: That's really interesting, isn't it?
0: I am not 100% sure that's an accurate interpretation (laughs) of what happens. Yeah. But I've constructed that from what I've read Mm. and it seems reasonable.
1: I'm going to go with it because yep. I haven't experienced that before and it seems reasonable to me. But it is, it's really... Memory is one of those things, I know it's within the psychological realm, but it's a fascinating thing, memory. The fact that you can yeah. vaguely remember things and then try harder and then it, you retrieve it somehow. Like, that's just fascinating.
0: And the But, the, like, the sheer fact that memory is more... It's, it's a constructive process mm. More than a photographic process mm. Like we are, we make meaning from events And we carry those memories in ways Consistent with our belief systems Yeah That's the complexity of memory That's yeah. so interesting the only, other, the only other kind of relevant fact about Deja vu Is that lots of what we understand about deja vu Comes from people who have uh, Kind of what do you call it? Temporal lobe epilepsy. Yeah. And there's a subset of patients with this type of epilepsy that consistently experience deja vu prior to a temporal lobe seizure. Right. And so... That's called an aura? I think the seizure experience is called an aura. Yeah. And then leading up to this experience or between convulsions, they have deja vu moments. And through studying people with this, this condition they've understood a lot more about how deja vu works because it's more predictable in this subgroup.
1: Right. That's pretty deep.
0: That is deep. That's
1: a deep dive into deja vu. Mildly interesting.
0: <laughs> Mildly I think next time I have
1: a boring experience, I'll probably have deja vu for this experience.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's what's going to happen. I'm going to go, oh, this is boring like that time I did the podcast with Luke. Yeah. <laughs> The number of times I'm researching something and I come across a little factoid and I'm like, this is so interesting. No one's going to find this boring. No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so that's the 2019 What's That About
1: Christmas special. We've covered six topics, six absolute humdingers. We really hope you have a great Christmas. Thanks for listening. We'll be back at some point with another, another episode.
0: All right, catch you next time. Thanks, guys.